Hello and welcome to the long-belated episode 120 of the Coruscant Pulse. This is David, and with me, as always, is... Huzzah! James! Yeah, it's a little bit surprising that we're back right now. We intended to be back much earlier in the month of August. Unfortunately, I had some real-life things that really impacted my ability to record, such as moving. Uh, so, so I live came- in a new house now. Oh, you came to Jersey, right? Oh. No. Um, but one thing, listeners, is... If there are any audio issues, I do apologize. Uh, My recording room is a little bit different. This is the first time I'm recording in here. So please forgive any kind of weird issues that pop up. Um, We're going to be looking to rectify them as we go back to recording on a more regular schedule. What exactly that schedule is right now, I don't think we know, but we're going to be releasing a regular schedule. Keep an eye out on our Facebook page for more details. Yeah, the we kind of took a break for a variety of reasons. On top of that being, there was not a lot of news, and then, um, whoa, boy, lots of news. Yeah, it's like we we took we were planning to take off like two or three weeks because I had some other stuff happening, and then it was just like, oh, the first week we're off. It's just like here's a ton of news, and we're just like, oh, well, we're kind of not available right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we did say we'd be back in August, so yeah, it's August, after a fashion. Yep, 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 yep. yep. And I will make sure that this episode gets up this month. (laughs) Outstanding. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Well, with that, um, what what have you been doing Star Wars-wise lately? So I I picked up Thrawn Alliances. I just finally started reading that. Um, We'll talk about that at some point in the future. Uh I've been really just kind of watching the news. I, I haven't really been had much time to read comics, so I'm way behind on my comic book reading. Um, wow. Which is yeah, good because I have a nice queue. <laughs> yeah, for me, I think what I've been primarily doing as of late is I've really been focused on on kind of like thinking through stories and the like. I'm getting ready to to basically pitch a new can- a new Star Wars RPG campaign out here and also one online. And so I've been doing a lot of thinking in terms of what kind of stories do I, am I interested in telling? So I haven't been consuming that much, unfortunately outside, frankly, of watching the star Wars show, which I do have to say, they really do a good job of just keeping you abreast and enthused about, you know, some of the random stuff that happens in the star Wars universe that frankly, I don't really follow all that much. I mean, considering that's what they get paid to do. That's a good sign. Yeah, they do their jobs well. (laughs) The only other thing that I've been really struggling with is trying to decide whether or not to upgrade my X-Wing fleet. So I've got a bunch of X-Wing stuff. But they now have that second edition, and they have a conversion kit. And I'm just staring at that conversion kit like, do I buy that? So was it just add different cards to go with your minis or new minis on top? No, no. The conversion kits are only if you already have the minis. They're they're new cards. They're new tokens. I think that there might be some new bases as well. But one of the big things is is that they added in a new a new actual like stat, which is the force. So force wielding characters can actually do additional things now to really make them feel more powerful along with an overall balance change in terms of how much different 
different cards cost. That would be interesting. Uh, I don't own Armada, but I want to buy it just to have a two foot long superstar destroyer. Yeah, that was a crazy <laughs> thing that I saw a two foot two scale star destroyer. And for me, cause I don't know, maybe I was just having a hard time visualizing it until I saw that super star destroyer physically next to one of those normal star destroyers. Did I actually appreciate how much bigger that super star destroyer actually is? Because a normal sorcerer is like two inches versus two feet. (laughs) That just makes me giggle. I'll I'll probably eventually buy it just to have it. Yeah, I mean, you know, thinking about it, is that the nicest Super Star Destroyer Mini that you can get? I'd probably say yeah. I I would assume so. I just don't have a place to put it. Hmm. You could mount it on a wall. Ooh, I still have to mount my Force FX lightsaber on the wall. It's true. You could do both. Is it a red one? Of course. It's Vader's lightsaber, man. <laughs> but yeah. I even have the mounting kit, too. It was a Christmas gift. I just haven't gotten around to actually mounting it. I have permission to mount it above our bed. <laughs> Oh, my. Well, that'll be an interesting thing to see every day, a trader's lightsaber. I'm just worried about doing it wrong, and I'm going to wake up one night to getting smacked in the head with a fucking <laughs> lightsaber. That could very well happen. All right. There has been, as we were kind of mentioning before, a ton of Star Wars news that's popped up. Just a little. Just a little. So one of them is we had some news. I'm not exactly sure where it originated, but regarding the John Favreau Star Wars budget per episode. Yeah, that it it it's staggering the amount of money they're gonna be so what they've said is it's gonna be a ten episode series. Whether or not it gets another season, obviously I guess that'll depend on how it does. But they're looking at a budget of roughly one hundred million dollars. Or ten million dollars an episode. Holy which, cow! That's which is not the most expensive TV being made, but it's way more expensive than Game of Thrones was paying on the onset. That it's you know Game of Thrones has surpassed ten million dollars an episode now, towards the yeah. end. But I wonder if maybe at least part of that is them understanding that they can monetize and make bank off of this. I think it's going to be part of it. It also makes me very um, speculative that whatever they're doing, they're obviously – they're not worried about having the CGI, right? They, they are going to spend the money on the CGI to make it look good and look Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So – Yeah. So – and since this is supposed to be one of the big draws for their streaming network, I, I think that you know they're, they're going to plop out the money because it's not just going to be drawing – people to watch this series is going to be drawing people into buying the streaming service. Yeah. And it is probably one of the big reasons why I will be getting that streaming service as well, because yes, I am, I am very, very interested in that. Yeah. And we'll see. I I don't know much of what John Favreau's work. I've seen him in a lot of things. Um, Interestingly enough, he was a actor in the Sopranos as himself, as John Favreau. <laughs> um, 
but it, I think it has a very good potential. Um, I have not heard, or if I have, I haven't, for, I've forgotten what time period they're looking to do with it. I think I had heard it was something to the effect of um, five or six years after Return of the Jedi, but I could be mistaken on that. Yeah, I think you're right. It was about somewhere in that time frame that the, he's doing the piece, I think that's somewhere in the aftermath of Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah, I just looked it up. It's seven years set after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, which is still like 13 or 23 years before Force Awakens, right? Because Force Awakens is like 30-something. Yeah, I wonder if we'll get like a little bit of Ben Solo before he turns evil. I, I mean, I wonder what they could do here. Or I don't know. I, I, I think it's not going to be tied that closely to the Skywalkers because if you look at it, even with Ben Solo, at setting it at, what was it, seven years after – I think his character is still too young to have even been born. No, no. I think his character is at least 20 to 30. Yeah, but I, I think his character is supposed to be like 22 or so. Mm. To the Google. Yes, exactly that. Okay, no. He is supposed to be 29 years old, so he very well may be a baby. He could be a child. Yes. That would be a nice, funny cameo. Like, as you know, oh, a child is born to Leia uh, Organa. <laughs> and a news snippet in the background. I don't know. I'm still uh, – part of me also thinks, just from a practical standpoint, it makes sense for it not to be involving Leia or Han or any of the Skywalkers. Because then you'd have to de-age – like oh no no I agree characters and like so yeah I, like if anything there'll be there might be like random snippets or something yeah. like that the, the, I'm not expecting any of the big three in there no 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 we might see some of the side characters like maybe an Akbar or a uh, a Ninnub or whoever uh, any alien with heavy duty prosthetics yep anyone we don't have to worry about um a de aging. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, hey, we're just going to give you a different mask. Have fun, kids. Um, maybe we'll see some of the characters from the Aftermath Trill books. That'd be neat. Um, that would be neat. Maybe we'll see the Empire. Maybe it's going to explore the wild regions, wild space and unknown regions where the Empire reconstitutes as the First Order. And we'll see a little bit of that. Who knows? I mean, it, it's a wide open time period that they can work with. And they have 10 episodes with a budget of $10 million each. So I, I'm expecting good things. I am too. I mean, you can definitely blow something up with money and it not be good. See John Carter of Mars. But <laughs> it's it's kind of like, well... I've got enough faith in this one. Or you know what? It's not even faith. It's just straight hope. Let's be honest. Like they've shown me nothing that I can put faith in. I hope that this will be good. I think it will be good, but a lot of that is wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's what we got going on with uh, this live action TV show, which is still unnamed. There's been no real news out there at all about um, Rian Johnson's piece. So that that's been kind of incommunicado. 
the standalones have apparently all been put on hold based on the solo bombing. And that's a whole nother discussion. Yeah. Like if I have to say, like, I think it's really sad that solo bombed. I thought it was, it wasn't what I was looking for. I wasn't like super pumped about it as anyone who's listened to the show knows, but I thought it was a solid film. It was fun. It really it was. was dumb, but it was fun. It was a dumb, was, fun film. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things where it's just like, you know, sometimes you get that in these shared universes where sometimes there's a thing that's just kind of like, if I, you know what it felt like? It felt like a guest episode of a TV show. Yes. Where it's kind of like, oh, we're going in a really different tone and theme and direction on this one. <laughs> I don't know like how how in love with it I'm going to be, but it's okay. It, it's fun for a little distraction now and again. It, it wasn't bad. It, it, I feel like, again, we could do a whole episode just on this. So uh, let, let's try and stay on target. But overall, Solo, I think, will not be the reason why you start you don't see any more standalone films i think you'll see them again i think they just took kind of took the breaks and applied them just to to reassess what they were doing yeah i mean from what i'm seeing like it it didn't lose money but it got close to it like it's domestic it's domestic didn't equate to its budget but when you factor in the international it did nope but 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 they have for the Star Wars movies that they have put out, they have spent one billion dollars and earned five billion dollars. Yeah. So as long as they as long as somebody at Disney, and I'm assuming some of the upper muckety mucks are saying they're going, Well, this movie lost money. Maybe we just have to adjust our expectations of what a Star Wars movie is, because not every Star Wars movie is going to be a blockbuster. And then there won't be this crazy expectation for any every standalone film and then they can go move along because you know they don't expect thor to do as good as as avengers <laughs> they only expect the captain america movie to do the same exact money as a uh, um iron man one well they probably do but that's you know yep y- you get where i'm going with this i do and, and i do appreciate that I, and I think the upper muckety mucks, since Marvel is owned by the same people, are gonna, you know, look at it and be like, okay, this. Yeah, is- it's kind of like, you know, Ant Man and the Wasp like didn't break box office records, but it was a fa- a fine fun movie. And, and it- for me, like Solo was a lot like Ant Man and the Wasp, but like it's just like I didn't need this thing. I'm kind of glad it exists. It was a fun movie. Yeah, and I think I think this is more about tempering the public's expectation than yeah. Because I'm sure the executives went into Solo not thinking it was going to make a boatload of money. Mm-hmm. I think it's more the public is like, oh my god, it bombed. No, no, it didn't. Um, try again. <laughs> yeah. So episode nine, we have some interesting news. Ooh, what news have we? So. Todd Fisher, I believe that's Carrie Fisher's brother, has revealed that J.J. Abrams will be utilizing footage from The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi that was not used in those two films in order to recreate her for whatever scenes they need in Episode Nine. Wait, 
he's taking it from both? Yeah. So initially they said the Force Awakens, and then a couple of days later they also announced they'd be using the Last Jedi as well. Okay. That actually alleviates a lot of worry that I had. I had heard it was only going to be the Force Awakens. And I was just like, what? How? Yeah, initially, initially, so JJ announced The Force Awakens, and then Todd Fisher's like, oh, yeah, they also asked if they could use the last Jedi footage, and we said yes. Yeah. Okay, that makes me so much more comfortable. So much more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure what they're going to use it for, how they're going to use it, um, but hopefully they can make something happen, whatever they whatever they need to happen to tell the story. Dude, I wonder if maybe they are going to wind up having uh, Kylo Ren kill Leia on screen. Because that was something that we really thought was going to happen in The Last Jedi. Maybe they actually filmed it. Wow. Maybe they did film the death. Yeah. And, and do you think, like, if they did something like that, like, how that would be? <laughs> maybe they filmed it in the... Um in the end there in the tunnel, maybe they filmed something with her being kind of like being a van, a uh, rear action. So everyone else can escape. Well, you know, the only other thing though, is that Ryan Johnson has gone on record last December saying that they didn't actually shoot any major scenes with Carrie, that there were just smaller scenes that just ended up falling away. And same as there were with a lot of the other characters. There wasn't anything big and significant. Hmm. But Ryan's Ryan's lied to us before. So, I mean. They're all dirty, rotten liars. Yeah. They, they will keep things on the down low. So, it, it, it I think it's entirely possible. But we'll see. And, and that is, like, it's one of those things where, I'm a little bit worried about them trying to shoehorn things in because that's the footage that they have rather than this is what makes sense and design the story around what footage they have on one character versus what are the stories that need to be finished. Like I'm a little bit worried that either Leia is going to wind up being, being very much like an afterthought, which would be kind of not great versus her, because of Carrie Fisher's death and everything, her character being, you know, made into a linchpin in from older footage. And I think they're both valid concerns, and I'm not really sure which way will be worse. Well, I can tell you I'm worried about the latter more than I am the former. It, it, frankly, if they underuse Leia... I'd honestly be kind of okay with that. I'm ready for the big three to step step off stage left. Well, we are going to get Mark Hamill again. I believe he's been cast. He has been cast. Um, he has officially been he, – he was officially in some of the announcements. Um, the nature of it, I mean, who knows? Like he could show up again as – as a no-line force ghost at the end. Uh, like, can't you just see that happening? Like the end, the end of the whole thing, like it's basically a callback to the Force Awakens, to Luke being there with zero lines. My hate for JJ Abrams has grown. 
I, there's no guarantee he will do that. <laughs> it's just a possibility. I feel like, I feel like if Leia was still alive, that's what we would see. But because Car- I'm not Leia, Carrie Fisher, obviously. Um, but with Carrie Fisher being dead, I, I feel like they're going to have to pawn some stuff off on Force Ghost. They've also, the rumor mill has gone a buzz saying maybe he's not actually dead. He, I mean, he's one with the Force, but but... He can, you know, if he tries to retcon that, that that's actually something that would kind of piss me off. Well, it'd be a slap in the face to Mr. Johnson. It'd be a slap in the face to anyone who enjoys coherent storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Again, that that's a big rumor. Um, yeah, it's just like here. It, I I understand if people don't like the fact that Luke is dead. The universe is a scarier place without Luke Skywalker somewhere in it. But come on. You know, I've been seeing a lot more hated Christensen in the news, too. You think we're going to get a uh, Anakin Skywalker cameo at some point? I kind of hope so. I kind of hope that we get an, a Hayden Christensen-like Force Ghost cameo, if nothing else. Like, I'm wondering if that might not be, like, part of the thing. And, again, it depends on how crazy we wind up getting with some of this Force mysticism and tradition stuff. Like... Both Gareth Edwards and and Ryan Johnson took it pretty far in terms of the Force mysticism stuff. Yep, yep. And J.J. And, Abrams could either go with it or be like, meh. Yeah, and, and that's really the, the big question now. So we also have some new cast members to Episode 9. In addition to Mark Hamill. Dominic Monaghan. Not sure who that guy is or how I'm pronouncing it. All right. So most of the places are just like, oh, he's, you know, he was in Lost and J- and that's how he knows J.J. J. Abrams because they work together on that show. And then like for me, it's just like, man, I look at that guy and the only thing that comes to mind is Lord of the Rings. Like that is it. It's just like, yes, Pippin. No, Mary, go for it. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, not on our list here, but something I just read. Um, the actor who does Mr. Snap Wexley is likely going to be back. So that- Yeah, that was one thing that I think I had talked about before where I thought they died in The Last Jedi. Different character. Nope, yep. He was, uh, he was off doing uh, different things. Yep. They basically said all of Black Squadron was out asking people for assistance. Which makes Which, sense. No, it doesn't. I mean, you need somebody to go out asking for assistance. When they evacuated Hawk, did they say, fighters, get the hell out of here? Actually, <laughs> we'll, we'll do this on our own. They did. The fighters were covering the one solo transports, two fighters to a transport. Yes. Two fighters to a transport. They were sending their fighters out, not screening the transports, just, hey, <laughs> go go out there and have fun, kids. Who needs a fighter when you have the Radis? <laughs> oh. um, but yes, also adding cast of episode nine, Carrie Russell, who anyone who's seen The Americans will know she plays a dirty, rotten scoundrel of a woman who is trying to destroy America by working for the Soviet. I, I, okay, I digress. Or if you're from the 90s, you might remember her as uh, Felicity from the TV show Felicity. I mean, I'm from the 90s. I never saw Felicity. 
but cool. Yeah. I think there was one the big sh- name too. I'm, I, I, I'm missing something. Oh, was it? Was it? Colt 45. Mr. Colt 45? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Billy D. Williams is confirmed to be joining the cast of episode nine. Uh, that is one that I'm kind of excited about. And I hope that he actually has a decent role as well. Because uh, the thing is for me, I still think he can act. He he. The last time I saw him in White Collar, he was having some problems with mobility, which I know I've said like a dozen times on this thing. But I still think he's got it. He He's still pretty sharp. He's still, he's still capable of delivering those awesome lines. And, you know, I think the reason they probably added him were two, two key reasons, right? You know, like Carrie Fisher being dead, they need another older um, presence to help pass the torch, I guess, because each movie was about one person passing the torch. Uh and more importantly, I have a feeling that the reception that Donald Glover got as Lando and Solo convinced them, hey, we need more Lando. Yeah. Or maybe this was the one way that they were able to get Billy Dee Williams to sign off on on like speaking to, to Donald Glover to do Lando. Hey, come back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be because he's been on the record in the past saying, you guys should leave Lando alone. <laughs> I'm Lando. <laughs> yep. Maybe maybe that's it. It's like, hey, you guys want me uh, to sign off on this? That's fine. You're going to put me in your next episode. Yes. Yes. Okay. But I'm really excited. Yeah, I, think yeah, I, I do think it's pretty, pretty solid. Oh. But we only have to wait till what? December 2019 for this? Yep. Only over a year from now. Yay! No Star Wars movies till then. But there is other stuff we can watch. Dave is excited. Specifically. I, I am very excited uh, because the trailer for Star Wars Resistance dropped while we were gone. And I, I'm actually super excited about it. And I'm going to tell a personal story of exactly why. Like, this kind of, like, spy who's actually a racer kind of, like, setup. It was actually, like, three, three sessions of one of my Star Wars campaigns when I ran an RPG. Oh, wow. It, and it was kind of, like, to see it on and to see, like, how much more they can do for me is just like yes, I am. I am about this. I, I think they're bugging our RPG sessions. <laughs> Not mine. We've taken steps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like the uh, the Holdo maneuver is something that Christian Matthews and I perfected at one point. Dude, ramming speed isn't that <laughs> that rare of an idea. Nope, nope. They stole it from us. Copywriting. <laughs> Call my attorney, Disney. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. Like, so Star Wars Res- Resistance is set six months before The Force Awakens. It's got a new protagonist character who idol worships Poe Dameron. And yeah, like, there's a, a lot of stuff that I'm very excited for the show. One is the ships. Like, I think we're going to see some really cool, really neat just flying. Just ships 
doing cool ship stuff. And I am about that. That is fun for me. It looked like we're also going to see we're also going to see tech because he's going to be working as a mechanic. It's part of his cover. So we're going to like there's going to be explanations on how and why certain pieces of tech work. And boy, do I love that kind of like in the weeds kind of geek stuff like that for me is just like "Mm, that is just so much fun. But what was your reaction to the trailer, James? So I just saw it today. I'm a little behind the times on that. And then I saw it after hearing all the hate that people hated the way the graphics looked and such. And I actually am not opposed to the graphical style. I actually think I like it more than uh, Rebell- Rebels or Clone Wars, their gra- the graphic style they're doing it in. Really? I- I'm not sure why. Man, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I could understand it, you liking it more than how Rebels started off. The first two seasons of Rebels, it, at least in my opinion, like, it felt like they were animated a little roughly. Part of that was because I think, like, the color palettes just weren't fully developed at that point, And it took them a little while to get to where they really wanted to be. I'm shocked at the Clone Wars. I love the Clone Wars 3D animation style. They really, really brought characters to life with that. I mean, I'm not opposed to their animation style in Clone Wars, but I don't know. I, I feel like this has a better chance of drawing me in just based on the animation now, style. Do you think it's because it is much closer to a straight-up cartoon? Possibly. Yeah, because it's not doing that like 3D animation kind of thing in the same way. It's like rotoscoped or something. So it's kind of like, I think that's the right term for it. But it's much more in line with like a cartoon cartoon. Yeah, like the there's only one cartoon I liked growing up that was 3D animated kind of like that, like Clone Wars. And it was Roughnecks, the uh, Starship Troopers. The <laughs> You shouldn't tell people that. <laughs> Why? It was a good cartoon. Bueller? Bueller. Uh, I I think the internet just disconnected you there, James. I think it heard some heresy. No, it was a good cartoon. (laughs) No, it was... I mean, I'll say say this much. That that Roughneck show is probably better than any of the sequel movies that came out from Starship Troopers. Yes. Hands down. Um, that is not a high bar to pass, though. Um, but yeah, so so Resistance has been getting a lot of hate. And I haven't been reading all of it because I have been busy. I moved. But yeah, like, what do you think? Uh, is it really the art style? I think it's the art style. I think we just have a lot of trolls right now. They're, 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 they're enjoying getting hating on Star Wars. Yeah, because it's kind of like cheap heat. It's kind of like they can just throw it out there and then just you know screw everyone Well, because they're sitting there probably going hey look we caused uh solo not to do good we can keep doing this to star wars because we are we hate social justice warriors and blah 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 yeah i i know that there's at least some of that out there and i think that that's some of the voices that get amplified but i'm sure that that this show in some ways is also rubbing people wrong well i'm sure the like the the art style is rubbing some people wrong because it's a different type of art style yeah, and I th- and I wonder if that's going to be a similar thing with the Clone Wars, where 
you know, it wasn't done in in the traditional style. And it takes time for people to get comfortable with that or to look past it and to look at the story behind. And for me, I feel like I've started to get used to that, especially when it comes to Star Wars, to be able to look at the story behind like whatever specific graphic choices wind up getting made. But yeah, like I'm I'm actually really excited for the resistance. And I hope that everyone listening is too, just because it's it looks again like a fun show. I'm not expecting it to be to be the greatest spy thriller ever. It is on Disney XD, which means that they typically target that a little bit older compared to, you know, Rebels, which was also on Disney XD, but was aimed at a year seven. I think this one might be a year 14 one. And, a TV 14, but we'll see. And, you know, it's dealing in a time period that I think we all kind of want to see fleshed out, bef- you know, stuff that happened before The Force Awakens. So I, I feel like that has it going in a better direction than if they had set it in, say, uh, post-Yavin. Mm, part of me wishes it was actually set way back then. Because the fact that we know it's set six months before The Force Awakens means that the entirety of the Resistance show, however many seasons it is, has to be wrapped up in those six months. That is a, a real tight time frame. That's true. They could have had set maybe two years before. They could have given it a little bit more space. At the same time, though, then it may not have made as much sense regarding Poe and Phasma. And the fact that, you know, at that point... The resistance was aware. Like the whole thing is, is that they weren't aware of the first order beforehand. So it, it's kind of hard to figure out who a villain was going to be if you do set it that much earlier back. But for me, it's kind of like, well, I hope that they know what's coming after the resistance because the resistance is going to end after like what you do two to three se- two to three months in a season. And then you're talking like, okay, we're looking now at three seasons, two seasons, two or three seasons. Um, You might have maybe the next show will be uh, about the rise of the first order. Ha ha. A cartoon set in wild space. Part of me thinks yes. Part of me thinks no. And the reason why part of me thinks no is Disney has been very hesitant and not just disney frankly like star wars has always been really hesitant about making something from the viewpoint of the imperials of the first order of the sith of the confederacy pansies no i mean it's part of it's part of what star wars is about you know star wars isn't star wars isn't just a universe it is a story and it's kind of like the story isn't about isn't really about necessarily like that. You know, there are complicated issues and that kind of thing. It's about, you know, for the most part, heroes or it's supposed to be anyway. Or at least I guess that's what it was. <laughs> Who knows what Star Wars is now? Not well, but Kathleen I, Kennedy might. Yeah, but I still I still think that there's a heroic core to Star Wars that you can't necessarily do when you explore, you know, the enemy, basically. When you explore the villains of Star Wars, you you just can't get that same kind of heroic story without it feeling very strange. Also, because, like, 
a lot of the times the villains, when you really do look at it, they are in a lot of ways, the mustachioed twirling bad guys. <laughs> like the only exception to that is kind of, kind of the CIS, but in the clone wars, they blew that right out of the wall. No, in it's the just clone like, wars, no, they were mustachioed no. evil, evil doers. They were less mustachioed evildoers in the in the movies. Yes. In the TV show, they are mustachioed, mustache twirling evildoers. <laughs> and and you can't have you don't have heroes on that side because a hero would be immediately turned off by everything that was happening there. I think depending on what they do with episode nine, they, they might be able to open up some exploration into defections and such. I think it I'm hopeful. They won't do it though. You're right. I, I yeah, I think that you could do a story about the rise of the first order from someone tracking them, but you wouldn't necessarily be able to do it from their perspective. The only time we I, I just don't I don't think anyone would feel comfortable doing that. Uh I know one guy who would feel comfortable doing it since he uh has no problem writing from a evildoer perspective. Who? Timothy Zan. Thrawn, yeah, Thrawn is not like the, the book he just came out with Thrawn. It was definitely not a, uh, any good guy perspective. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's very true. Is Thrawn kind of the exception there though? Well, I guess not because, you know, thinking about the old DU books, you had like Darth Plagueis and a lot of the other pieces. Yeah, no, it, it, Thrawn was not the exception. The EU, they did it. Yeah. And I mean, like Tarkin, Thrawn's in the new canon. Tarkin, Tarkin, and that is new canon. To a lesser extent, Catalyst was told from the villain's perspective. God, Catalyst was a lot of Orson Krennic. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I think I guess books you know, will be the medium maybe, we maybe get they, for that. Well, maybe they are warming up to it a little bit. I mean, like, granted. It was really a, a poor marketing decision and ultimately turned into a bait and switch with Battlefront 2, where it's just like, hey, we're going to play an Imperial campaign. Oh, look, three missions in. Never mind. Just kidding, guys. But that's the thing. Like, it's kind of like you have to have you have to have the character be evil to not pull that bait and switch. And it's just like, I think. I think there there's very little appetite in playing evil characters. But you know, I disagree because the fact that so many people were angry at the bait and switch that we got proves that people wanted an imperial campaign. I mean, yes, they wanted that campaign and I don't like for me, I would have felt uncomfortable probably in the end playing it if it's just like Pulled the trigger to gun down this prisoner. Mean, <laughs> she was like, I don't know about this, guys. So you didn't like uh, no Russian in, uh, in Modern Warfare 2? <laughs> no. Like, and, and it was one of those things where it's just like, you know, when I did pl- replays and I'm like, I skip that mission if I can. I do not like gunning down civilians. Oh, like I ain't gunned down the civilians. Like, I gunned the, down the cops. I, I wouldn't shoot the civilians. You know what I have done multiple times in that one? I've refused to shoot. Because if you actually just 
let your allies do it. Like you can be a passive bystander the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the first playthrough, I didn't realize that, and I was gunning down people, and then I realized I could do that. I was like, oh, I don't have to be a megalomaniac. I'd rather I don't do have to be a megalomaniac. I can just kill the cops. Okay. You don't even have to do that. I know. I mean, it, it makes it easier if it, you do. But they were shooting at me. Yeah. So so you can justify yes. it better. But yeah. No, it was uh that was really a a one of the things where it was just like I realized that mm, I I'm not good playing the bad guy. And you know, I guess that maybe just might be a me thing because you look at like the old Republic and like, yeah, people played Sith. People played Dark Sith. Who me? But no, like uh, here, I played a Sith Juggernaut in the Old Republic. My Sith Juggernaut was a good guy. God damn it! Uh, that that's didn't use the shot thing. My one like wrong. the one like Twilight companion that I had was just like, yeah, you're weird. <laughs> I don't understand why you're not doing this. <laughs> Is this a trap? You, 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 Dave, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I, I know I am, but it's just like, it, I, it's a thing that specifically for me makes me feel weird. And just like, yeah, I, I'm not about that part. But there was yet, we got on a weird tangent there, but I loved it. Um, There is another show that's coming back. And it is The Clone Wars Returning. And I am very mixed on this. You are, are you? I, I thought you'd be very excited. I am. I am excited. I'm going to watch it. But I am I am a little concerned and a little nervous with what it's going to wind up looking like. Hmm. Like, I don't know. Are they? Because here's the thing. Like, I know everything that happens. Because they've talked about it so extensively. Because they they show it in Ahsoka. Because they talk about it in Rebels. Like, is it just going to be the wrap-up of Ahsoka's story? It looks like they're introducing the Bad Batch. Which is kind of cool, but still. Do you know who the Bad Batch are? Okay, so the Bad Batch are basically a group of clones that were not well-made. So they are not balanced the way that all of the other clones are. But because they are not balanced, they all have very special abilities that they're able to... They're not able to do everything that a normal clone could do, but they can also do things that no clone could ever do. Hmm. <clears throat> and they're not all the same. So like each one has a different thing. And one of the characters is basically Rambo. Oh my god. <laughs> So yeah, um, they're they're in the trailer though, which is really neat. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of like I'm wondering what episodes are going in, what episodes are not, and I am wondering, I am wondering if finally having resolution to Ahsoka's piece is actually going to feel good or not. That's a hard decision. There, I mean, you you won't know until they do it. Yeah, especially because we also know that uh whatchamacallit that Ahsoka survives through through the Civil War, I think. I think we did hear that, yes. 
Well, no, it was in the end of Rebels. I'm just, I'm like 90% sure that Rebels was the, uh, that Rebels ended with the, with the destruction of the second Death Star and the death of the Emperor. And not that it, and Rebels ended after Yavin. That's the one piece I'm not 100% sure on. Actually, no, I am positive. It is after, after Endor. So yeah, so it's kind of like I know she gets there and I'm much more interested in her story after that than I am about her story before that at this point. And maybe that'll change, but that's just kind of where I'm at right now. I'm sure as it gets a little bit closer, you'll be more excited and then they'll drop another trailer and uh, things will progress. I, I personally, you know, I have, I have to actually watch the Clone Wars in order to get excited about this version of the Clone Wars. Because I haven't really watched Clone Wars, so I can't be excited about it returning since I don't know how it ended. <laughs> that is so sad. I know. And I was like... I was I'm just like, kidding. It's like, going to be on Disney streaming at some point. Awesome. I'll get Disney streaming. Oh, no, it's not. Staying on Netflix. Yep. I don't know if I buy that or not, but we'll see. In terms of, I don't know if they will just, you know, will go ahead and purchase, like, the rights back. I think they might absolutely do that. Yeah, I could see them doing that. They want to have the rights to their stuff back. And they have more money than God. Consider, you know, God's, God instructs his, uh, his most ardent followers to take vows of poverty. I, I assume <laughs> so. All right. And with that terrible, terrible joke, I think we'll call this episode here. Thank you all very much for listening. We're glad to be back, and we hope that you'll hear us soon. Live long. No, goddamn wrong. Oh, by the way, isn't Chris Pine in the new one?